Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 15th of January, smack dab in the middle of the month. Actually, I think we go to the 31st this month, so almost middle of the month, almost. So anyway, today it is cold out. Yesterday, I think it was like 47 at 11 o'clock in the morning, which is unheard of. It's like you walk out and then you're like, oh, wait, this is, this is really cold. Like, I really think I, I want a coat. So we're, we're getting there. I'm enjoying it. We're supposed to have a ton of rain tomorrow and then no rain for the end of the month. But still, we have weather and I'm enjoying it. So today, I have to tell you what happened with today's show. When I wrote up this show yesterday, after yesterday's show, I knew what the answer was. I had just talked to someone about it the day before who is in a relationship, almost leaving that relationship to revisit another relationship, and there was just just complication everywhere. And we were talking about it, but they felt, you know, pretty good about their decision. And I believe that they were doing it for the right reasons for them. Because if it's not right for you, it's not going to be right for them. So we just had this conversation. And when I told her the answer, I didn't even realize I was saying it. And she goes, oh, my God, that's it. So I thought that's the one thing that keeps couples together or pushes them apart. Because we were talking about, okay, why do some couples stay together forever? But not even why, because the why is pretty obvious. But how? What is that magic sauce in there? What do they know? What have they figured out? Because there's some reason that we say, oh, you could fix that, but you can't fix that. Can you really not fix that? What is it that we can't fix? And how is it that we can deal with some things and and just literally not with others? I mean, that's a question. Because what might be something that one couple cannot deal with, another couple can totally deal with. So it isn't about what the challenge is. It's about how they view that challenge. Now, I know that doesn't sound like rocket science, but it actually is. So the thing that I said to her that I thought was the answer, and I I still think it's huge, but apparently after asking Christ this morning right before the show, I was very surprised. But then I realized, as usual, that he was right. And I thank God for this knowing because every day we 
get to learn a greater subtlety that is completely overlooked, easy to walk right by, definitely not something we think about as a first reason that would be one thing that would keep couples together over time. So I'm going to tell you the answers I got online because this is, you know, something we all talk about at some point, even if the conversation is just in our heads. Maria Dulce, communication. And then Vincent Hawkins puts love, baby. And then I put stay tuned because I thought I was knowing what I was going to talk about. And then Maria writes love, lack of love, question mark. Then we have Vincent saying, why did I choose this? I say to myself after listening to this morning's show, and then he went on about yesterday's show, is this, you know, a lesson or is it a destination? So we think. Then I go to my other page. Let me tell you what we got there. It's kind of, it's fascinating to me because I was very surprised this morning and I think it's it's funny that, you know, even after all this time, I am never short of amazement. So um, let's see. Somebody says, I would like, I would like the outcome of discussion and your input comments on what you think by, I don't, Nasser Lalji, Dandelion, always and forever, love is forever. Also said lesson versus destination, which is one of Christ's huge turning points in my mind. And Christopher Sedgwick, patience is the one thing that keeps couples together. Patience is another word for love. Okay, so we got all that. What's going on? So my first answer was, recovery, how we recover after an argument or a disagreement. That was my answer two days ago, which will never be my final answer again. It's close. It's one of those runners up. If you had a top three, that's one of them. Because if you can't recover after an argument, you can't stay together. And an argument doesn't have to be an all-out fight. It just is an argument, a disagreement. So as I sat down, and, and thank God I wake up so early, because I wake up an hour before the show now, unless I, unless I wake up two minutes before the show, which happens like once a year. But today it was the hour. And I said, you know, Christ. We get this teacher destination thing. We get communication. We get patience. We get love. And yes, all of those things. And he said to me, what is the combination of all of those things? And I'm like, wait, wait, what? What do you mean, what is the combination of like communication, lesson or destination, patience, love. How do you even combine all of that? 
And he said, well, everything's a teacher or a destination. You just have to decide what you believe it is. We're all there because of love. So that's a given. We're all going to communicate some way, whether we like the way we communicate or not, maybe a question. But we are all going to communicate. And I'm like, okay. He said, we're all going to wonder whether we made a good decision or not on any given day. And I thought, really? Do people think that? Like, should I be here or should I not? And yet, when there's a disagreement, we may question our sanity in the person we chose. But we always found that those questions are good because they help us reinforce the love. Because we say, yep, you know what? We may disagree. However, We're all going to have patience. We had to have patience enough to get to where we are today. So that's also, even an impatient person has to be patient when they're with a partner. Think about it. The patience to get to asking to marry, the patience to marry, the patience to decide to live together. If there's a pregnancy, the patience of just waiting out the pregnancy. And I know that sounds funny, but when someone finds out they're pregnant, it really does take about 10 months for you to have that baby. They say nine, but the ninth month is counted. You deliver at the beginning of the 10th month. That was my biggest surprise when I was pregnant. I'm like, what? But I had to wait that extra month, even though I was pretty ready at nine. I thought at nine months I was going to deliver. I still had a whole month to go. I remember when I didn't look pregnant and I started to feel like I was, you know, growing, but no one could tell. And I go, God, I can't wait till I actually look pregnant. Well, that took like five and a half to six months. So patience is there. Even if it's like something we have to learn along the way. So Christ said, listening is good. Because then you can accept or reject what you hear. And that's good. What happens to us once we hear what we hear, the reactions we have is a huge variable in every single relationship that we have. But I'm not, I'm not done yet. I'm still on the way to what he said. But he said, listen. And I realized a lot of us don't listen very well. We may listen, but we want to hear what we want to hear so that we can fire back and show that listen we are right. Sorry for the added pounding on the desk. So I thought, yep, there's listeners because there's things I hear and it literally shrudges my bones at times throughout my life. And I honestly didn't know how to handle certain situations I was in at the time. Because, you, you know, remember that we only know so much 
when we're younger, it's not like we know what we know now. And imagine today what we don't know. So listening is huge. But what we do with what we hear, we can accept, we can reject, we can argue, we can say, give me some time. We can say, let's talk about it. We have so many options. But the one thing that makes or breaks any relationship you have, even though I am talking about couples, a couple's relationship is just an example of who you are in every relationship, only a little bit magnified because now you've got passion thrown in there and something you need from them or whatever it is that keeps us there. What is it? I wish that I could, like, I was in a room and I could take people raising their hands and saying, it's this and it's that. It is being respectful. Being respectful. People will not remember the argument a year later, but they will remember that the other person had the ability and didn't care about the other one's feelings enough. And they weren't respectful. How we accept or reject another person Because people will leave when they say, I have been disrespected long enough. Time's up. I don't deserve that. Yes, I love that person, but I sure as heck can't live with them. Yes, that person is my friend, but they've been disrespectful for a long time, and I can no longer interact with them. They have not learned. Children, when they are disrespected, there is a humiliation that comes with that that makes them feel like they were not worth respect. And that starts to erode their self-worth. If you go back in time and you look at every argument, every disagreement you've had, everything you've done wrong that you got caught at as a child, if your parent or caretaker or teacher came to you with respect, you had a chance at correcting and self-correcting and learning. If someone came to you disrespectfully and put you down for what you did, The natural reaction in us is rebellion. It's rebellion. I found that nothing really takes me off my kilter. And I really had to think about that after Christ said it, because he said, however, being respectful, and this is what he said, is the variable. 
that is the one thing that can slide across your entire lifetime, let alone how you treat your partner in a relationship. That will make the difference of whether or not another person can take it or not. It's really interesting. It's never what we think it is. But when you think about it, it's a big like, oh, wow, that's true moment, which happens to me a lot with Christ. Because at first I'm like, what? And then I'm like, yeah, that's true. I can tell you how many times I've said that's true. After my mind had to catch up with it. That's one of the biggest reactions I have to Christ. Not that I question him, that my little brain just didn't think that big yet. He expands our minds every single day to what's really important in life. So when we are not respectful to others, we are disrespectful. Depending on where the person who's receiving it is in their life, if they are also disrespectful, the relationship will continue because both of them are disrespectful and they kind of get off on it. But if one person is disrespectful and the other one isn't, the one that isn't is going to strive for better. Initially, they'll try to fix it. And if it does get fixed to where they can both be at the very least respectful to each other, and they both get that they don't want to live like that, they also can succeed. But if the one that is respectful is dealing with the one that isn't respectful, after a while, they're just going to say things like, I deserve better than this. This is taking away my days dealing with this stuff, the lying or the cheating, or the overspending, or the hurting our children. We can't agree on how we're going to raise them, or whatever it is, you're going to find something to not be able to resolve. And it will go back to the fact that you are not respectful enough to resolve it. Being respectful is one of the most important markers of our mental health that we have. When we are respectful, we become mindful of the other person. We don't just drop our load on them or taunt them or try to show them we're smarter than they are or try to hurt their feelings, or call them out, or make them look stupid. Respect doesn't even carry that arsenal in it. Respect speaks a different language. Respect speaks through love. That's the filter. It's knowing enough to hear someone out. It's knowing enough 
to respect in kind. It's knowing enough that if you can't say something kind, don't say anything at all. When people say I lose everyone I've ever had in my life, from today on forward, I will, if they allow me to, and if I have the time to, probe a little bit in how they treat the other people in their lives. Because people don't just leave easily. As we get older, it's easier because we've seen it and we say, okay, I've dealt with this before and there's no stopping this train. And I can't stop it and I don't want to deal with it. So those two things have already decided for me what I will do. But when you're in a relationship, you don't just walk out of the house. We have to face with another person who we are and how mentally healthy we are each and every day. When you are listening to someone, do we cut them off or don't we? Do we have the patience or don't we? Do we accept or reject what we hear or don't we? But we can say, I hear your point of view. I get where you're coming from. I also feel that my feelings matter in this since we're going to deal with this together. Would you like to hear them? Would you like to hear my take? I know that sounds kind of silly initially, but if someone said that to me, I would know they heard me, and that's really all we need. Because then we say, okay, that person does know how I feel. Enough to think about it and not try to hurt me back. Not try to hurt me back. And in that, now they're going to tell me how they feel. And I'm actually pretty curious. I want to know how they feel. And that level of respect builds trust. And that trust leads us to the truth. And anything that leads us to truth, love, and purity has a great chance, a great opportunity, a great window of keeping the couple together. Because that is what we are looking for in everything we do. I know women who have said, I can trust him. And it's not him saying, you can trust me, that made her say that. It was in the fact that he was respectful. He cares about her. He cares about her well-being. He cares about what she has to say. 
He knows that there are certain issues that are off the table that they're not going to have. They're not going to have long, drawn-out fights. They're not going to sleep mad. They're not going to hurt each other just because they disagree. So all of that energy is gone from that relationship. And they do know that if whatever issue comes up, it is just an issue, but how they deal with it is the trust. That's why when I see disrespect and I didn't even realize what I was reacting to from anybody, I say, oh, wow, they have the capacity to be disrespectful. That's not okay for me because I've, I don't need that kind of banter, of disrespect. I've done that. I've been there. So if I met a man that is talking to me about how bad his wife was. Is he the man I need to be with? Maybe at some point in my life, I would have wanted to prove that I was good. But then when I outgrew that, and I realized that when a man talks about his wife like that, one day he's going to talk about me like that because nobody could be that bad. And nothing is one person's fault. So already, if I accept being with that person, I accept being put in that position as well. And deep down, we know that. But when you're a fixer, you're going to fix it. You're going to change it. You're going to make it better. But when you're respectful, people don't mind the challenge. They may not like it, but they'll say to each other, wow, this is a big one. Wow, I don't know how to deal with this instead of trying to act like they know everything. When I see disrespect anywhere, when I see a child disrespect a parent, what did I just learn? I learned that the child was disrespected at some point. Or that if the child wasn't disrespected, they witnessed the disrespect with their parents. You always do that. You're never right. Every time I listen to you, we get in deeper trouble. You don't tell the truth. And when a child hears that, what are they doing? They're learning how to be a partner. And to them, disrespect may just full on be normal, which is why history repeats itself. Listening to your partner and not having judgment is saying, I have learned not to judge myself, so I'm not going to judge you. I know how destructive that is. Listening says, I care enough about you, and I want to know how you feel. Instead of, I know what you're going to say, and I can't hear it again. 
heard a man say that to his wife in front of me. So he thought that was okay enough that that was the clean version of their disagreement. So when I was like, stop right there, prior to me knowing about respect, I would say things like, you can't recover from that easily. Because recovery of a disagreement But recovery only focuses on the disagreement, and Christ is focusing on every single conversation that you have prior to a disagreement and how you deal with that will make a difference in your life everywhere you go. Nobody can deny respect when they see it, And nobody can say that they respect you while they're screaming at you. Or whatever it is they think they need to scream at that day. It's such a beautiful knowing for me today. That respect is respect is respect. There's a lot of knowledge that has to come behind the awareness of respect. I have just a few seconds left, you guys. Tomorrow we have Dream Team Thursday. I already have a bunch of dreams. I got yours, Maria. I have it ready for tomorrow. I'm so sorry about last week. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Team Thursday. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.